You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. Greetings, everyone. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily, episode 1459. Today's tip is a classic from the Driving Radio Show, where Dr. Wendy Ying explains to her co-host, Glenn, the basics of feeding a starved horse. I like to repeat this one every few years or so because it's a really common question in forums and on Facebook pages. It's not as simple as you think. Well, today, Wendy, we're gonna we're gonna be very timely. We're gonna talk about you know about somebody who adopts, like I just did, a horse or a pony that is definitely skinny. That is probably a one or two on the scale, uh, on the health scale, which means that it hasn't had much vittles in the last couple of months, and it, you know the hip bones are sticking out. It looks like a cow, pretty much from the back end. Um, and my little pony certainly did. So the you know first thing we did on the way home with the pony in the trailer, hoping it didn't die on the way home. <laughs> and didn't fall over was we called Wendy and we said, okay, Wendy, what do we do? And I'm sure a lot of people that, you know, end up doing this and having a kind heart don't know what to do because you can't just take them home and throw them a whole bunch of food and hope for the best. Yeah, that's right. And, and actually that really did inspire me to like write something down, like an easy protocol because you know, you get calls like this and you're like, oh, what should I do? And the first thing is just human nature. We want to say, oh, my God, we'll give them as much food as they'll eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yes, that would be that's exactly what you think you should do. But there is a syndrome in all mammals called refeeding syndrome. And it's actually um, they first really studied it in depth with prisoners of war from Japanese um, prison camps. Mm-hmm. And they got back to um you know, the American prisoners got back into the American um, uh, hospitals and they were starving. So they fed them. But then they suffered all these problems like heart arrhythmias and had electrolyte imbalances. They had organ problems and, and many of them died. And it was because the body has shifted into using a different kind of metabolism. Um, it's a kind of metabolism that... Uh, that I, you know, I had to lose all that weight <laughs> when I was so fat last year. And so I went into, um, I did a diet that didn't involve any carbs so that my body was in ketosis. But it takes a while for your body to use those fats. Then um, conversely, it takes a while to switch back to use carbohydrates. So this protocol that I have on our, um, I have it on the blog site and I'll share it on our webpage, is an easy way to switch from the the ketotic metabolism back to using carbs and get on a more normal metabolism. So um, also there's also the danger in horses um, that is different from other mammals is that you can just guess what are the big two things that are going to happen, laminitis and colic, right? Right. (laughs) So you have to be worried about that too. So if you start on a a slow, our, our theory is go low and slow. So you want to have low sugar, low carbs, and and just slowly start feeding them. So how do you tell if you're if you rescue this pony and he's too skinny and really starving, or if he's just a skinny pony where you don't have to worry, right? Okay. Um, so one of the things we talked about earlier in the show is like where their fats deposited. There are lots of places on the internet and also at your local feed store. Um, I know that Purina puts out a 
body condition score sheet and I'm sure all the other feed companies do. Um, but it's like we give them a score of one to nine to rate their body condition. So um, if their body condition of less than three, then that you should start on a protocol like this when you start on back feeding. And three would be like you can see all their hip bones. You can see their ribs. Their neck doesn't have much muscle on it. Like they really don't have much muscle. And like in your pony's case, he was even losing his, uh, the fat behind his eyes. Um, so that is, you can just imagine somebody really gaunt. Um, another parameter we use is have they eaten anything in the last five days? Sometimes horses, um, like exa- I just got called on a case about this horse that got trapped in this barbed wire fence for three days. Well, yeah, you hope it was there for three days, but how long? If they haven't checked on it in three days. They probably haven't checked on it in a week. <laughs> yeah, so you don't know. So a horse like that, they only have what they can reach, basically. So that horse hasn't eaten in so long that this would be, even though he's not super skinny, because he's been without food for so long, it'd be a good plan to follow this way. And then also uh, another easy way is, has he lost more than 15% of his body weight within 60 days? So I don't know when the pictures were when you first saw him, but but you said that you thought that maybe he fell into that category. Yeah, it was two months ago, and I'm sure that this is a yes to this one. Yeah, Right. So, um, of course, the first thing you want to do is call your vet. Right. So that's what Glenn did before he even closed the door of the car. (laughs) So it's always good to get help. It's never wrong to ask your veterinarian to come help you and even come over and do an initial exam. Right. Um, So have them get some professional help. And then um, uh, the way that we're going to start feeding them up is to put them on alfalfa hay because alfalfa hay is really good in this situation because it's very high in protein and low in carbohydrates. And that would, you know, instinctively, I would think, don't put them on alfalfa because it's so rich, you know? Yeah, Uh, and lots of people think that, or they think it makes them crazy, blah, 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 blah. But horses do better on high protein and high fat rather than high carbs. Okay. So like a lot of pony breeders, you'll see that a lot of pony breeders actually feed straight alfalfa. And those ponies are crazy and they look great. But you think, <laughs> oh my God. That's... But but they're actually doing that because they have less chance of uh, having laminitic episodes uh, when they're on uh, like a, a rich hay diet rather than grain. Right. Um, right. So, um, so like the first couple of days, just give them like just handfuls, like a quarter of a flake every couple of hours, you know, because you don't want to overwhelm their body. Then like after the first two or three days, you can keep gradually adding it. So that give them a flake like every couple of hours. Um, in my example, I said, you know, give them one flake every eight hours. So you don't want to be up all night. I mean, essentially, you're kind of like bottle feeding. You're on the bottle feeding schedule. You're going to go look at them every couple hours and see, oh, my God, are you still alive? And mm-hmm. give them a we were on poop patrol. We were watching the poop because it was totally liquid when, when he were there. And we just wanted to see some solids eventually. And, and today he's very solid, actually. Yeah. And that's another an, another thing. You need to really keep watching the poop, especially in Florida. Uh, we have a big problem with sand colic. So uh, you want to watch and see if sand's coming out. There, is a, there was a lot of sand. And, yeah. and that partly because he lived on a sand lot, there was no, you know 
cover at all. It was just sand. So Right. Yeah. And so now he's going to start eating more. He's going to pass sand. They can get really gassy. So you still, you have to watch for colic episodes. You know, they could get, they, they really are at this point, this first week is like, there, you have to imagine that barn is your emergency room and that's your critical care section. So, you know, if you had seen any kind of uh, constipation or gas or they were down rolling, then you would have had to call your vet immediately. Right. Um, so if they make it past a week, then you're doing a good job. <laughs> you can continue <laughs> feeding alfalfa. Like, don't put it, give them any grain yet, but you can continue feeding the alfalfa and start bumping it up so that by the end of two weeks, they're eating as much hay as they want. Right. Because especially with a pony, it's really skinny. You don't have any not I'm not going to say you don't have any because that'll come back to me. But but you have a very low chance of laminitis from too many calories at this point because they're just desperate for calories. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, so say if alfalfa is not an option for you, if you're feeding grass hay like you, you guys are feeding grass hay. Right. Right. Yep. So if you're feeding grass hay, you're just going to double the amount, but use the same kind of feeding schedule. Okay. And he has been okay. eating it and, you know, gobbling up most of it. Yeah. And, you know, another thing is sometimes you, you rescue these horses that are, uh, your pony's young and has uh, good teeth. But if you rescue an older pony that maybe has an injury, to, that's another reason why you should call the vet in the beginning. Check to make sure they don't have a, you know, broken jaw or injuries that, that stop it from eating or dental issues. And if that's the case... They might be in such a bad state that you can't really do anything about that injury or their teeth right now, but you could give them a mash, like alfalfa meal mashed up so that they can even slurp it down so they don't need to chew. Got it. And we did that, actually, the first two days. We 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 mixed it with a little bit of bran um, yeah. and put the hay in with that and mixed it up and, and wet it down. And he thought he had died and gone to heaven with that. Yeah, and that's really good, too, because you want to, uh, for sure, they're probably going to be dehydrated along with it. And like I said, their electrolytes are in such a bad state. Like, their body's just been using anything that they have left, right? So they have no stores of building blocks to even attempt metabolism, right? Right. So so giving them some electrolytes, as long as you can find one that doesn't have a lot of sugar in it, that does, is not a sugar base, like a mash with alfalfa meal and water and electrolytes is good. And always, of course, put out salt and water. One of the things that we did use, and they're one of our sponsors, is we used Horse Quencher, uh, the Horse Quencher product that we've talked about here on the show before. And that's yeah. a product, an all-natural product that is supposed to help them drink, and it has, uh, you know, it's it's kind of a fibrous product. Yeah. And uh, we used that uh, for, you know, the first couple of days, and he loved that stuff. Oh, um, I bet. Yeah, you know, he just loved it and drank right up. And he he's not having any trouble drinking. He he finishes 10 gallons a night when he's in his stall, uh, oh which God. for a tiny little pony show, tells you something, you know? Yeah, and that that's actually a good point. Uh, they do require a lot of water because what's happening now is you're refeeding them, and they have to replenish all these stores. You know, think about it. They've been using this just to survive. Mm-hmm. Right. So so one of the other things is you can't tax them metabolically. So if you live in a cold area, they have to be kept warm. They can't make their own body heat. Right. Or if you live in a hot area, they have to be protected from the sun. They need fans. They can't cool themselves. You know, their heart is like they're at a very dangerous point where they could like have a heart attack at any minute. Um, or 
you know, like say you're in a play, you, you want to have them kind of on their own. They can't fight <laughs> other horses at this point. Well, that's another thing, too. Obviously, coming from the situation it did, we we have this one quarantined for at least two weeks. Yeah. uh, Because we don't know what the other horses had. We don't know if it's had shots. We don't know any of that stuff. So Right. And they're going to go through a lot more water because, you know, they they have to, they need water to process all these things you're giving them. Yeah. So, okay. So, you you make it to two weeks. Yeah, what do we do then? Right. Now, yeah, one of the things we talked about right away was, you know, do we worm him right away or do we, you know, we we doubt he's had shots, so we don't know whether he's had shots or not. Yeah. Um, so do you do that? And, and you know, Jennifer's... No, 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 that's what I was saying. Like, when the vet comes the first time, and, and this is good, too, because your vet will tell you the same thing, is the first time they're just going to give you an exam and, and tell you the problems, but maybe not treat anything because they're too sick. Yeah. Like, if you vaccinated them now... They can't. They don't have. They don't have the building blocks to even make antibodies. I don't know if there's any muscle there to put the shot in. Right, <laughs> it's gonna hurt. Yeah. And also, it would really stress their system. So, so really, just get the like. Have the vet point out the things you need to work on, and it's like peeling an onion. So you have to work on one thing at a time. So one thing is you have to get him eating again, and make sure he gets through that. And then, so like if you make it to two weeks, that's the time we say, okay, I think this is, you know, without any setbacks, this is the time when you can start introducing something new. Like you can start adding grain. Um, and I really prefer a senior feed because it's very uh, low in carbs and it's high in protein. Mm. It's also alfalfa based and it's easy to chew. Makes sense, yeah. yeah. Right? So um, on the website, I'll have a little chart of how you feed them up. Um, and then at the end of that two weeks, you can also start working on things like parasites. I mean, for sure, they're going to be filled with worms. Right. 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 Uh, and then. And covered in ticks too, by the way. I know. And ticks too. That's another problem there because ticks really can cause like a, with that many ticks, that can cause a, a kind of weakness and paralysis. So I'm surprised he's not suffering from that with that many ticks. And it also drains their their red blood cells, and they can have a lot of uh, inflammatory reactions from that. And I don't do ticks, so Jennifer had to do that part, because you know I have this aversion to ticks after getting right. Lyme disease for my entire life. So I, know. Uh, I, I don't. I, ticks, are, yeah, they really bug me. I love you. <laughs> Jennifer I do does that. You. I was like, Jennifer, ticks, come over here. I know. <laughs> and now some of the other things you're going to have to look at, about um, out for when he gets better is... Uh, well, you're tackling the sand problem, but that's probably going to be a chronic thing. So you're going to want to treat him for for sand. And, that's going to take we a do long that, time. To we do out. we do the flax thing here. Um, yeah, we don't do the psyllium. We do the flax, and uh, seems to have been working pretty well for Beaker at this point. So yeah, I like that. I'm, I keep mine here in Florida. I keep mine on flax all the time as a preventative. Yeah, I take um, flax too, so I don't get sand colic. But um, you do? That's a, yeah, that's a different thing, I guess. <laughs> Uh, then you're going to have to um, see if he has any chronic diseases. Like, we don't know. You haven't even seen him trot. Right. Yeah, we don't know <laughs> at this point. <laughs> so he could have bad feet. He could be heavy. He could have allergies. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole <laughs> load of things. But uh, that's all something that you can tackle in the future. And I think if you start him off right and get him on uh, eating and get his body back into health, he can... Um, you can tackle the rest of your problems. 
And, you know, I was looking at your list, and one of the don'ts you have on this very excellent article, which, uh, which where can they find the article? You can find it on my website, which I have a new uh, URL, which is drwendying.com. Uh, or I'm going to link it to our um, driving radio show Facebook page. Okay, and I'll also uh, put a link in today's show notes uh, to this particular article as well. Uh, but you say in here, you know, um, don't let your neighbors feed him treats. One of the things we do have other people here to farm, and we had to warn him about, is you can't play with him and then go play with your horse. Um, yeah, you know, you know, yeah. He's in quarantine, and and a lot of people that haven't lived through having a lot of horses coming in and out uh, don't quite get that concept. So yeah. you know, it, it's uh, it's one of those things where we kind of had to educate them, you know, what that means. You know what quarantine actually means. It doesn't mean go rub on my pony's face and then go rub on your horse's face. Right. Uh, that's not what it means. <laughs> yeah, and so. also, you know, the thing is, that's really. I, I actually should have put that in because that's actually really important. Um, not just to quarantine that pony from your horses, but if this pony gets sick at all, like if you, if someone brings strangles to your farm right now, this pony can, does not have the the strength in his body to fight that. Right. You know, so, so the other way around is what you mean too. Uh, for both ways, yeah. and also your neighbors are going to think that you're the worst person in the world when they see a pony like this in your yard. Uh, we thought we talked about that actually. <laughs> <laughs> we you have to either put a little blanket on them, like show or, they're loved, <laughs> yeah, or hide them in the backyard because you know, or we put a sign find out. A fly I just small enough. <laughs> yeah, or put a big sign out in your neighborhood because you know you and I live in neighborhoods where there's five acres, so people are riding by and they're going to be like, "Oh my god, god look at did that you thing. see those horse radio network people have this skinny pony?" Blah blah blah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But this is a great article, and we'll post a link to it in our, as I said, in our show notes. And you can also follow, find it at drwendyyingying.com. Well, there you have it. Horse Radio Network has thousands of engaging podcasts for horse people, and you can have them sent right to your phone. Just subscribe via your favorite podcast player. This is Coach Jen, and I will be back again soon with another tip. Until then, go ride your horse. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements made by guests on the Horse Tip Daily. Please use your own judgment when listening to the tips on this show. <laughs>